0: Hi there, Slow Down Society, and thanks so much for being here. We're on episode number 99. (laughs) Who can believe that? And today I want to talk to you about back-to-school resolutions. Because whether or not you've got kids in the house, or maybe you've moved on and you don't have kids in the house... This is something to kind of pay attention to because the school year really kind of runs a lot of things (laughs) in our life. So, maybe you don't have kids and maybe you think this isn't applicable to you. Well, if you happen to know that you want to travel certain months of the year, paying attention to when school is and isn't in session (laughs) might actually be helpful and useful to you. So, pay attention a little bit. And if some of these things don't really resonate with you right now, that's fine. Tuck it away for future you, or perhaps maybe for helping with your grandchildren or helping with your niece and nephew. Um, Or go back, listen to the archives. But I have been getting a lot of questions about getting organized, quote unquote, once and for all this school year. And for a lot of us, we deem the school year as kind of the mom new year, and that's because at the end of August, beginning of September, everything starts all over again. It's most certainly a great, big, huge deal in our children's lives, and it really is the beginning of something new in your life if you've got kids in the house. So, getting organized once and for all. I am finishing up the, the last week of my summer vacation because I do work in an elementary school as a school site secretary, which pretty much means I'm a mom all day or uh, in, in a certain way, uh, momming and coaching is an awful lot <laughs> alike. Um, and the same theme has come up this week in my one-on-one coaching calls and also the calls that I do with the um, participants in the Simple Shortcuts to Peace course. And it's about, this is it. This is the line in the sand. This is the year that I don't feel frazzled, that I don't feel disorganized, that I really do feel like I can keep it all together. And so, Let's talk about that for you. How can you feel that feeling of organization? Sometimes people think that the best thing they can do to feel organized is to delegate or to delete and get rid of all of the things that they've been doing um, and hand it off to someone else. And maybe, (laughs) maybe if you've got a nanny or an au pair or you've got a stay-at-home parent, that isn't you, maybe that is your idea. And I just kind of want to poke at that a little bit because if you are managing someone else, or if you are checking in on someone else, that's not full-fledged delegation because you're still sort of sifting through all of the different things in your head to ensure that the nanny or the au pair or the grandparent or the whomever is on top of things. And unfortunately, if you're listening to this and you are a mom or you identify as a full-time caregiver of a child in your house, chances are you are still the decider. You are still the decision maker. And what I hope to do is help you create some systems So you can feel a little lighter in your mental load. So you don't have to constantly reinvent the wheel, uh, every school year, um, every trimester or quarter or every month or even every week. And, and if that sounds like you, that every Monday you have this kind of resolution to start afresh and get organized once and for all, this podcast episode is designed with you in mind. Okay. The first thing I would like for you to do is to go to the school district's website and print out the school district's calendar. And yes, I'm asking you to print it out. And if you are a go green person and you don't want paper in your house, I'm still going to ask you to print it out. I want you to print it out because we are going to input all of those dates into whatever calendar system you use, whether it's a wall calendar or a Google calendar or some sort of digital calendar. But I want you to do that. And then I also want you to hang up the the physical calendar somewhere where you can scan it once a week or so, probably usually on a Sunday night um, before you sort of set up your week. So, print out that district calendar. And then if your school has its own event calendar or a PTA calendar or something like that, do the same thing on the school's website or pay attention the first few days in school. Chances are a lot of paperwork is going to come home. Start inputting all of those dates onto your calendar now. So each week when you're looking ahead to the week to come, you have had your memory jostled, that you know, okay, picture week is in three weeks. Do we have the outfit? Okay. Picture week is now in two weeks. Is the outfit clean and ready to go? Okay. Picture week is now a week away. Have we pre-ordered the package of pictures? Have we laid out the clothes? Have we maybe practiced with whatever the hair is? Those type of things. So then when you start getting emails from the school reminding you hey picture day's tomorrow you're not surprised you you knew this you 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 way knew this because you had it on the calendar and each week you've been looking ahead to scan to make sure you knew what was on the horizon i want you to do this for all school breaks any parent teacher conferences any days where it's a non-student day the the teachers have to go to work and, and do it like a professional development, but kids aren't there, which means you need to plan ahead for childcare. You need to plan ahead maybe for sports pickup and drop off and all of those kinds of things. If you think managing your life and your child's life and a school district's website and, and all of the things is a lot, you are absolutely correct. You are absolutely correct. There was one year when I had one in high school, one in middle school, and one in elementary school. And I had something on the calendar every day, not necessarily that I needed to do, but that I needed to know. I needed to know that so-and-so was going to have a potluck in the science class and we signed up for taquitos. So, so those are the type of things that you can't just keep in your brain, I want you to put them in the calendar, schedule it out, and pay attention to it. The, the mental load and the fatigue that happens is when all of these things are scrolling around in your head all of the time, and you haven't taken the time to quote, unquote, deal <laughs> deal with them, but once you've dealt with them by, by paying attention. so for instance uh, back to the taquitos so i'm using taquitos and is, is Ella. i'm using taquitos as an example because we happen to be a gluten-free family i pretty much always have a max pack of gluten-free taquitos in the freezer ready to go there was a while that one of my daughters signed up for every single everything at school, every potluck, every snack party, every, everything. And sometimes I found out via a text at about 8.30 that she would like hot taquitos brought in the the metal tray with foil during her lunch break so she could uh, proudly (laughs) dole out taquitos for her afternoon class, whatever it is. And I'm okay with that. That makes me feel great. I am happy to be that person to provide the taquitos. I <laughs> began to ask her to, to, to give me the syllabus, to, to give me what's coming up in the different classes, so then I could sort of pay attention and, and jot it down on the calendar and sort of look ahead. So many of my coaching clients have now begun to incorporate um, family meetings, and that is the type of thing that might come up in a family meeting when you're looking at the calendar. Like, okay, so-and-so's got a soccer game. Are we in charge of snack? Okay, well, so-and-so has softball practice what do we need to do? Oh, we're carpooling that day. Okay, great. Who are we picking up? What is their address? Where do they live? Does their mom know that we're picking them up? Th- those type of things are great to bring up during a family meeting. So, you're just not blind sighted. Okay. So, that's calendaring. I want to talk about your, your kind of resetting the house and, and the day-to-day sort of structure, um, there should be a designated place for backpacks. There should be a system in place to get the, the lunch box and, and gosh, these bento box things out of the backpack every day and washed. Um, uh, Um, A coaching client of mine joked that the the moldy bento box that would stay in the backpack, in the warm car over the weekend to be dealt with on Monday morning at 7am was the bane of her existence is how she described it. And I don't blame her. I would not like that at all. So, decide on purpose what the game plan is going to be. So, you're not making it up as you go along. So, sometimes people use the analogy of they're building the airplane while they're flying it. That doesn't sound like a good way to live your life or something that I would want for you. So, maybe once in a while. Maybe once in a while you have no choice and you're kind of thrown in the deep end and you got to figure it out. But you know… Pretty much kind of what you can expect after you've been uh, in a school system for a while. So, so create a system, create a system that every single night, no matter what, after dinner, maybe the backpacks are gone through, any pieces of paper that need to be looked at and signed are looked at and signed and then put back in the backpack. Any Tupperwares or random things that need to get cleaned out of the backpack Get thrown in the dishwasher and and run that night um because I work in an elementary school um often I'm sometimes helping a child put things into their backpack and and yes, I have absolutely found squished bananas that have started to ooze out at the bottom of the backpack and and it's gross it, it's just gross, so because I am who I am, I usually then clean out the backpack and clorox wipe it out um but but I don't want you to feel that kind of frazzled feeling that you are behind. So, so the best way to keep that feeling from happening is to create systems beforehand. So you're just kind of on autopilot and you're just going through the motions. As far as setting up a Evening routine, bedtime routine that works for you, along with a morning routine. Um, I've mentioned it before, and I'm going to mention it again. I like the the kind of step by step. After this comes this game plan that happens in a preschool classroom or a kindergarten classroom. So, so when you when you first walk into any kindergarten or any preschool classroom, there is a um, uh, a timeline usually next to the bulletin board or the, the whiteboard or chalkboard. And it says morning circle, um, sharing time, uh, reading, snack, recess. So So all of those things. So you don't have to necessarily assign a time for all of those things. But if you know after dinner, you're looking through the backpack, and you're signing the forms, and then you're taking a bath or a shower, and then you're putting on pajamas and brushing teeth, and then maybe, maybe you go over a few flashcards for spelling, or maybe you do some guided reading, or maybe you do 10 minutes of reading and check it off in a journal. So so attaching some of the things that you're already doing with some of the new things that you have to incorporate is exactly how new habits uh get added to the situation. So that super famous book, uh, Atomic Habits, that is what he is talking about. And my husband, for I'm going to use him as an example, does this beautifully. He wanted to incorporate push-ups and sit-ups into his morning routine. So now, because we live uh where we live and in our master. Bedroom bathroom is upstairs and the water heater is in the garage. It takes a while for the hot water to reach upstairs. And so while the water is warming up, he just lies down <laughs> right outside the bathroom door and does a few push ups and a few sit ups and then climbs into the shower. So the habit was already there. And instead of just kind of wasting time, he added something to it. So you can do the exact same thing. If you're not already doing it, I highly recommend instilling a 10 minute tidy uh, into your bedtime routine so you can sort of reset the house and, and re, kind of have that, that calm, peaceful vibe where, where you're putting things away and you're straightening up. So when you wake up in the morning, you're not bombarded by last night's mess or last night's disarray. As far as a morning routine um again, I've said it before, I'm going to say it again, if you can find a way to get yourself up and and fed and nourished and paid attention to before anyone wants anything from you, you will have a calmer and more peaceful morning. You you just you just will. Um, if you have a baby in the house and you're nursing through the night or you're co-sleeping or something, maybe this isn't applicable for you right this very second, but it will be, it will be in six months or a year. And, and so pay attention to that because the more time you can have by yourself in the morning to fulfill your needs first, the better you will be at helping The other people in the house get their needs met because you're no longer trying to figure out how you're going to put mascara on uh, while getting kids up, dressed, uh, lunches made, breakfast made, all that kind of stuff. Um, As far as lunches made the night before, clothes laid out the night before, if all of that works for you, do it. If it doesn't work for you, don't. You find a system that works for you and, and just tweak and modify as necessary. There, there's, there's truly no right or wrong way. But what is wrong is consistently being tardy. If you are a person that is late all of the time, and by consequence, your children are late all of the time, you've got to stop it. This is, this is your, your kind of come to terms, uh, red glaring light that being late is not okay in in our our modern time-based clock-based society. School starts at a certain time. The teachers have a certain amount of educational minutes that they have to fulfill by law. And and you need to be there. Your, your, your child needs to be there. So don't be late. Figure it out. If you need to get up earlier and start everything earlier, do it. If that means you need to go to bed earlier and and start everything earlier, do it. You are the adult in charge, and and you have to to adult up sometimes. And it might not be fun, and it might feel icky and like work, but it's what adults do, and, and it's what sets your children up for success. Absolutely. If you're not already meal planning, one of the best ways to feel organized is to already know what dinner is before you come home at the end of the day and you're tired and cranky and your kids are tired and cranky. That is literally the entire theme of the A Year of Slow Cooking website. That is exactly what I do and and did for many, many, many years before also pivoting into what I do now. There are so many recipes on that site. I think there's there's over 1,200 on that site right now. There are four cookbooks. There are 14 already done for you meal plans. There's also a freezer meal dump and go meal plan where I have told you exactly what to buy for 30 freezer meals, and the freezer meals are dump and go where I have given you um, the grocery lists and explain how to um, fill freezer bags. So you can use a, a freezer meal, sealable meal kind of thing, or you can just use a Ziploc with a Sharpie. And the idea is that you're putting the uncooked meat and vegetables and seasoning and sauces in a plastic bag and then freezing it. And then the night before, You pull it out and put it in the fridge so it's thawing halfway or so overnight in the fridge. And then in the morning, you're dumping the contents of the bag into the crock pot, putting it on low, and walking away. It is not fun to come home at the end of the day when you're already exhausted. You've already put out fires. You've already thought all day long. And now all of a sudden, you're really hungry, and you're kind of cranky, and so are the kids, and you have to do more work. And so try as hard as you can to set yourself up for success. If crockpotting isn't for you, that's fine. Don't do it. I, it, it worked super well for me. Um, but if that's not you, that's fine. Figure out some sort of meal plan that does work where you already have the food in the house. So you're not frantically rushing to the store at, 5.30 p.m. with the rest of the world who are also tired and cranky. And I think if that is one, <laughs> one takeaway, if you only do one thing this school year, well, actually, probably your kids need to go to school on time. So, so if you're a late person, you got to figure that out. But, it, but one of the best, best, best ways to alleviate um, worry and stress and, and the Sunday scaries is to get that meal plan in place. If you have any other ideas, I would love to hear from you. Let me know what works for you, what doesn't. Um, the 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 little kid years feel very very long, but I promise you they are short. I promise you. So my youngest now is thirteen, and uh, and I I miss that kind of a busy time where it felt so good to, to be the mom who knows how to do all of the things and, and, and fix the problems that arise. And, uh, and I promise they grow and they just do not need you (laughs) as much. But in those little years when it's hands-on physical parenting, um, I know how exhausting it is. And if you're listening to this, you are already taking care of yourself and you are already so much farther along than you might think you are. And I want you to cut yourself some slack. I want you to cut yourself some grace. I want you to give yourself a big hug and dole out gold stars and just know that wherever you are, I'm proud of you. I think you're doing an amazing job. Your kids love you. And I hope you have an absolutely wonderful day, wonderful school year, wonderful everything, and you take care. Do you have a slow living story to share? Leave me a voicemail at stephanieoday.com forward slash podcast with any questions, comments, feedback, or testimonials, and I will be sure to include it in an upcoming episode. Also, if you found value in this episode, please share it with your family and friends and subscribe through your favorite podcast provider. The more you share, comment, and leave positive reviews, the more people we can reach and share the slow living lifestyle and messaging. Thank you, Slow Down Society, and have an absolutely wonderful day.